Hi, this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint. And with me today, Obadiah Smith. Obadiah, back again, Jim. Obadiah, Merry Christmas to you. Merry Christmas to okay, you, Jim. Okay, the clock's ticking. Yes, it is. We're, it's coming. We're marching down to the Christmas Day, and you've got everything ready. <laughs> Not quite. Not quite. Getting there. Okay. Have you purchased all the gifts you need to buy for your loved ones, your treasured ones? No, I haven't, Jim. Do you buy gifts for your wife? Oh, yes. Yeah, oh, all yeah. the time. Why did you make that face? <laughs> okay, of course you do. So if you got her lined up for this Christmas, or you're still working on it? I'm still working on it, Jim. All right. Do you think she's going to buy you something? Yes, always. Always. It's Christmas. Oh, you know what? Hey, it's Christmas, and it's such a great time to share our love by giving gifts. We kind of make gestures, don't we? Of yes. How we love one another by the gifts we give, and that's a big part of Christmas. And we're so thankful to, on this episode of CBH Viewpoint to have not just you and I in the room, yes, but we've we got, got a lot of people. 44 fourth graders from Liberty Christian School in Anderson, Indiana. That's the northeast side of the Indianapolis Metro. And we're so glad that they're with us today. So awesome. And stay with us because we're talking Christmas this week at Viewpoint. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Ooh. Let every heart prepare him. And heaven and nature sing. Oh, and heaven and nature sing. Oh, and heaven and heaven and nature sing. Joy to the earth, the Savior reigns. Let men their songs employ. Where fields and floods, rocks, hills, and plains, repeat the sounding joy. Oh, repeat the sounding joy. Oh, repeat, repeat the sounding joy to the world. The Lord is come. Let earth receive a king. Obadiah, all right, you've received a few Christmas gifts in your life. That's my guess. Oh, yes, Jim. Because your family loved you. Yeah, they loved you. They adored me, they, Jim. D- they adored you. I mean, how can you even count all the gifts that they, they praised you with? All yes. right, but come on, what do you remember? What's a, what's a standout in your lifetime at Christmas that you loved receiving? Well, as a child, getting new clothes. And knowing I can clothes? dress up on Christmas Day and go show off to my other cousins what mom and daddy got. I mean, come on, Obadiah, yes. you are the style meister. <laughs> I know you've always been. And so you love to get something new to wear. Yes. You know, when I was growing up, I loved trains. Oh. You know, like, I, you know, first I had the little wooden train, yes. you know, and then I had an electric train that we Not put around the tree. Yes. I'm an old guy, so it goes way back. But one Christmas, one of my best Christmas ever, and I was about 12 years old, as I woke up, and my folks said, go down into the basement. We had a big kind of like 
we called it a recreation room, a family room in the basement. Yes. Go down there, and I went down there, and there was this huge, like, model train set. Oh, wow. Like an Jim. HO, if you know yes, about this yes, scale. Yes, exactly And it is. had a little village in the, the trees and, and everything. everything. Yes. I'm telling you, I'll never forget that. It was so totally jaw-dropping, amazing, and I loved that train, pretending to play with that and imagining what it would like to build a city around it and so on. And be the conductor. I was the conductor. No, I was the engineer. <laughs> yes. I ran the show. Oh, sorry, some things go on. But <laughs> yes. Oh, well, you know, Christmas has that capacity, doesn't it, to, to charm us and to kind of imprint us with gifts because gift-giving is a big part of it. And Christmas, of course, is a fabulous part of the economy. Many, many businesses live for the Christmas season because somebody's going to buy presents and so on. And the economy is often measured by how much people spend at Christmas. It's such a big part of our, our Christmas journey. Let's talk some about that uh, when we come back with some of our fourth graders here because I'm guessing they've had a few gifts already and maybe they're hoping for some more this Christmas 2017. All right, Merry Christmas to our fourth graders here on our CBH Viewpoint Christmas Studio set. Who can tell me about a favorite gift, something that you just are so thrilled that you got one year? You are? Memphis. Memphis, what's the favorite gift you've received? I don't have one, but I'm hoping to get an ATV. Wow, so you don't have a memory of a great gift, but this year you're looking for an ATV? My dad said I'm getting a big present, and it's expensive. So it's ATV. An ATV. What do you want to do with it? Drive it around and wreck stuff. Drive it around and wreck stuff. Well, there's a Merry Christmas to you. <laughs> Anybody else? Right over there. Well, I Wait a minute. Who are you? Aubrey. Aubrey. Once I had a big present in my living room. I was so excited about it, and my mom said I couldn't open it until later. So finally, it was time to open it, and I opened it, and I was so excited until I found out it was just a lot of clothes. A lot of clothes. Yeah, Obadiah wished he'd been at your house, but you weren't so flushed by it. Well, do you have some, what are you hoping for this year? I was hoping to get like a roller skating set for myself so I can go roller skating around the house and clean up and do chores faster. So <laughs> hey, I can... whoa, whoa, whoa. You want to get roller skates so you can roller skate around the house and do more work more efficiently. So I can do my work faster and get to watch television longer. Well, you know, it all works. You know, what? <laughs> I think somebody at your house needs to get you some skates. <laughs> That's awesome. Anybody else? You are? I'm Jace, and um, I my best present that I've ever gotten probably um, is I got um, radios. A radio? Mm-hmm. Pretty fun. What yeah. do you like to listen to on the radio? Uh, well, it's a walkie-talkie. Oh, walkie-talkie. Yeah, that awesome. kind of radio. So you can communicate across the space. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Totally cool. Yeah. All right, over here, there are so many people who have great gifts. You are? Marvin's. Marvin, what's a gift that you have in mind? Just watching television with my family. Watching TV is a gift, isn't it? Mm-hmm. What do you like to watch? Lots of shows. Lots of shows, but like, give me an illustration. Of what kind of show? Name one that you love to see. Disney Channel. The Disney Channel. It's pretty cool. Merry Christmas. Give your family some good TV watching time this year. Okay. All right, one more right here. You are? My name is Zach, and one of my best favorite Christmas presents I got is an Xbox One S. An Xbox One X? 
Yeah, and I got it last year because I really wanted a new Xbox, and we had an Xbox 360, but it was just getting really old, and then my then we got an Xbox One, so yeah. I'm four at the Xbox. You know, I'm a Seattle guy. I grew up with Microsoft, Xbox. When it comes to the games, it's the it's the buzz. So fine. But you know, when you talk about Christmas and everybody's got their hands up, everybody has a gift that we've had or we hope for. It is so much a part of Christmas. In fact, if you talk to people on the street and you said, okay, tell me about Christmas, people's minds run to the gifts. But why? Where did Christmas come from and why do we actually give gifts. And I'm going to give you an answer that comes from the original story of Christmas. Christmas is not just a cultural expression. It's not just some kind of fantasy. It's not a made-up story. It's actually rooted in history. Real people in real time who actually experienced the coming of Jesus into the world. And the Christmas story is about that coming. And we have two of our fourth graders today who are going to tell us some of that story. They're actually going to read it right out of the Bible. And this is Adriana. And Adriana is reading to us from Matthew chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. What does it say there, Adriana? Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the region of King Herod. About that time was some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? When saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he had heard this, and was as was everyone in Jerusalem. He called a meeting of the leading priests and teachers of religious laws and asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem and Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote. And you, O Bethlehem, and the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come for you, who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Then King Herod called for a private meeting with the wise men, and he learned from the time when the star first appeared. And Summer's going to pick it up from there in Matthew chapter 2. What does it say uh, next, Summer? Then he told them, Go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and, t and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. After this interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. It went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down to worship him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense. Frankincense, frankincense. that's good, you got and it. Myrrh. 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 When it was time to leave. They returned to their own country by another route, for God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. Thank you so much, Adrienne and Summer. And when we come back, let's talk a little bit about that story of the giving gifts at the first dawn of Christmas when Jesus was born. Captive 
Adrienne and Summer just read to us the story from Matthew chapter 2, Obadiah, about the coming of the wise men to visit Jesus. Yes, Jim. It's a very sobering story, actually, yes, because it is. Jesus is born in Bethlehem. Yes. And Jesus is a real person born in real time. We know he was born during the reign of Augustus Caesar and when Cyrenius was governor of Syria and that he was born in Bethlehem, just a few miles south of Jerusalem. We know that Mary was his mother. Joseph was uh, to marry Mary. They would become husband and wife, but Joseph was not the father of Jesus. The Holy Spirit is the father of Jesus, the only person ever to be conceived by the Holy Spirit, which makes Jesus different from you and I and everyone else, Obadiah. Yes. He is the son of God and the son of man. And he comes into this world and as he comes in the world as a baby, he's vulnerable. This is part of the amazing thing that the creator God, the one who made the earth, comes into his own creation. 
That's the story of Christmas. Yes. And he comes as a baby. And he, he leaves heaven and comes into earth and lives life the way we live it. He understands our world because he actually lived in it. He's not just looking at it from afar. He's in the middle of it. But as a baby, he's vulnerable. And there's this bad guy, Herod. And That's Herod out is, to get him. Herod knows there's a king coming, and he knows. Herod, even in his wickedness, knows that God is going to change the world through a new king. And Herod is the king, and he doesn't want to share any power. So he actually wants to find out where the baby's born. Yes. And then we have the wise men. How many wise men were there? Does anybody know? Right over here. You are? Landon. How many wise men were there? Three. There are three. Does anybody know why we think there were three wise men? Why do we have three? Let's go right here. You are? Cooper. Cooper, why do you think there are three wise men? Um, because there were three gifts. Because there were three gifts. That's a great answer. The truth is we don't really know how many wise men there were. We, we just don't know. It doesn't say. It just says there were some kings. There were some important people who came from the east, which would be modern-day Iran, likely Persia, ancient Persia. And it doesn't tell us how many there were, but because they came with three gifts... We've just kind of assumed there were three wise men, but actually there could have been five or ten or two. We just know there was more than one. And they brought three gifts. Now, those gifts are kind of funny gifts, aren't they? What was the first gift? What's the first one? Remember? What do you remember? Gold. Gold. Everybody can get the gold idea, don't you? Because gold is really valuable. In all of human history, gold has been one of the most valuable commodities. That's why people have gold rings and gold jewelry. Sometimes they have gold coins. It's just so, so expensive. So that's no small gift to give gold. But that second gift, who can tell me what the second gift is? Right here. You are? Joy. What's the second gift? Frankincense. Frankincense. Do you know what that is? I think it's like a scent or something. That's right. It's a kind of a scent. Now, if you lived in the ancient world, the world was filled with all kinds of odors and things because we didn't have any plug-ins to make the, you know, the house smell better and so on. So incense, the power of scent was really important. And frankincense was one of the most expensive, most extravagant kinds of things. You might compare it to perfume or cologne. You know, if you ever go to a store and you see there's cologne and sometimes there's kind of cheap cologne. It's kind of not so expensive. And then you kind of go to the high-end stuff, you know, the Chanel from Paris imported from France. Well, frankincense was like that in the ancient world. It was really, really an expensive gift. Oh, but wait a minute. There's one more odd gift. Let's see what it is. Do you know what that third gift was? Myrrh. Myrrh. And you are? Anna. Anna, do you know what myrrh is? I really don't know. You know, that's a good answer because most people don't know what it is. But myrrh was a special a very valuable product that helped people when they were to be embalmed, when you passed away and uh, your body would be prepared for burial. Myrrh, for people who were very wealthy and important, would be used. And it's a very expensive gift. All three of these things, gold, frankincense, and myrrh, are very expensive gifts. These three gifts were given to Mary and Joseph, who had this little baby boy. And does anyone know why that mattered? Right then, they were going to need that because they were poor people and they didn't have a lot of resources. What were they going to use those expensive gifts for? You are? Miley. Miley, what do you think they were going to use the gifts for? Like to buy stuff for Jesus as he grows up. That's right, to take care of the baby Jesus. But something's going to happen that was really important that they would need the money right then. And that is, remember King Herod, the bad guy? He wants to murder the baby Jesus. And when the wise men come back and 
He's expecting them to come back and tell him where the baby was, and they didn't. They went home a different way because the Lord showed them in a dream that they shouldn't go back to Herod, that he was bad news. But Herod knew the new baby king was in Bethlehem, so he ordered that all the baby boys under two years old be murdered in the town. It was a terrible, terrible tragedy. And Joseph and Mary were warned by God in a dream to get out of town. But how could they go? It costs money to travel, doesn't it? And they're going to flee to Egypt. And guess what? The wise men gave them the resources, the gifts to help Jesus survive and to escape. You see, the Lord is always walking ahead. And gifts prove our love, but they also can help us along the way. And so at Christmas, we give gifts to one another because the wise men gave gifts to Jesus. But we also need to know that the gifts we give should be in some way not just designed to prove our love, but how can it help someone's life be made better? Now, there's another important verse in the Bible. It says that Jesus himself was a gift. And so the Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthians. He said, thanks be to God for the unspeakable gift of Jesus, to the, the gift that was so extraordinary that it can't even be described with words, and that's the gift of Jesus, that Jesus came into the world that we could live. He gave his own life for us, and he went to a cross and took on the cross all of our failures, all of our faults, and paid the price for our wrongdoing. And all of this is a gift unspeakable. So at Christmas, it's so right that we give gifts, and it's good that you get some and that you're excited about getting some more. But when you get gifts this Christmas, remind yourself that you're getting a gift because God gave the gift of his son, and gifts can help you. So whether it's a computer or roller skates, or whether it's something to build or to play with or something to share, maybe it's the gift of your time, as Marvin's going to give to his family. However the gift is, make someone else's life better. Oh, and here's the last thing this Christmas, can we give a gift as if to Jesus that's going to help someone else survive or live life better? So just like the wise men helped protect Jesus from Herod, you know, we could give gifts. We could sponsor a child in a faraway land. There are many great programs like Children of Promise that's affiliated with our broadcast where we can help a child who's very poor and give them life because we gave them a gift this Christmas. Or maybe you can make a gift to a local church in your community where they're doing good things to help the poor. Jesus said, whenever you do something to the least of these, you do it for me this Christmas. Receive some gifts and know they're the gift of God, but also give some gifts as if giving to Jesus. Christmas is a time to stop and think about life. It can give life, it can make us smile, it can help us feel better about the world in which we live. And even though Christmas can sometimes be hard because it's not the way we want it to be sometimes or someone we love isn't with us, Christmas is always a time to stop and be thankful, but also it's a time to give a gift, not just to receive one, but to give one. This year, this Christmas, ask God to show you what kind of gift you're going to give as if to Jesus to help make somebody else's life better. How do you do it? Where do you start? Well, I want to encourage you this Christmas, get involved in a local church if you're not already. Churches almost always have great ways to celebrate Christmas by giving gifts. And give through a local church. If you don't have a church, call us up and let us know that you're looking for one. We'll help you find one. Or pray about the Lord leading you to a place where other people know Jesus as Lord and are celebrating Christmas about Jesus. This Christmas Eve, 
Go to church. Don't let the Christmas holiday just be something for your family. Take your family or go by yourself and worship Jesus at church. But also you can pray. When you pray, God hears. And when you ask him for wisdom, like how can I give a gift this Christmas, the Lord will amaze you by giving you an idea. He'll open up a chance. Test God this way. Join us in prayer right now as you're listening to us on air. And as we pray, pray with us and see how the Lord responds to this prayer. Are you ready? Here we go. Dear Father, we bow before you and thank you for this Christmas time. We thank you for the story of Jesus. We thank you for the way in which he has changed the world and still changes lives. We're thankful for the gifts of the wise men that protected the life of Jesus from evil and wicked men who sought to destroy him. And in the same way, Lord, may we see our gifts this Christmas. May they be gifts that we are glad to receive, and when we receive a gift, may we understand that it's a gesture from you, a loving gift from you, and we receive those gifts, Lord, but more importantly, help us to give some gifts. And Lord, as we give gifts, may we worship Jesus, and this Christmas, I'm praying for everyone who's joining me now in this prayer, impress upon us what is the Christmas gift we should give. How can we give a gift to Jesus this Christmas and worship him? Lord, I pray that we might give ourselves and that we might also tangibly and materially give something that costs us so that someone else's life can be made better for Jesus' sake. Lord, I'm trusting you to hear our prayer and now to impress upon all those who have joined us in this prayer that between now and the Christmas day, you will inspire them, give them an opportunity, or impress upon them an idea of how to give a gift for Jesus' sake. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I don't know about you, Obadiah, but uh, I'm so looking forward to the Christmas time because, well, I have a chance to give. Yes, Jim. And I'm thinking about that. What can I give this year? And that's where the rest of Christmas really falls into place, when we follow in the footsteps of the wise. It's the true meaning, Jim. And uh, Merry Christmas to you, Obadiah. Merry Christmas to you, Jim. Merry Christmas to all of you here at uh, the Liberty Christian Fourth Grade team. And if you're listening today and you're thinking, I want to know more about how I could give a gift to honor Jesus, or maybe I want to find a church that I can trust, or maybe I just want to know Jesus or more about him, whatever your question, whatever your prayer request, whatever is on your heart, we want to hear from you. Give us a call 24 hours a day, seven days a week, toll free. Dial this number, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. We're by the phone. We want to hear from you. But wait a minute, Obadiah. I know there's some people, they're afraid to, to call us up. They don't know what they're going to get on the other end. Safer sometimes to go online. Where can they find us online? Yeah, they can reach us online as www.cbhviewpoint.org. That's right, CBH, Christians Broadcasting Hope. Viewpoints, the name of our program, cbhviewpoint.org. Read about the ministry there. We'll even have some ideas on the website about how you can give gifts for Jesus' sake. And you can also send us an email. We'll be glad to reply. At the last, if you prefer, just write me a letter. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. But whether you call us up, go online, or use the post, please. Let us hear from you this year before Christmas. 
Merry Christmas, Obadiah. Merry Christmas to you, Jim. Glad to be back. I'm going to ask our fourth graders to wish a Merry Christmas to everybody listening today. On the count of three, can you together say Merry Christmas? Ready? Here we go. One, two, three. You got it. For all of us at the Viewpoint team, for all of the fourth graders here at Liberty Christian in suburban Indianapolis, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, this is Jim Lyon. Stay tuned.